Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Please welcome. I like this kind of party, baby. It's good to be the king. All right, everybody, Mike Demurgis, along with the King Scott Engel, with our new podcast, episode number one. It's called The King and I. Scott, so excited to be part of this. Yeah, glad to be back with you, Mike. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike was my original producer on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. He nicknamed me The King. And you know now, now here I am. Don't doing don't the, blame this on me. Don't you were the one. You were the one. And uh, you know you, you come up with uh, basically for anybody who's like I would say under sixty years old, based on uh, the history of the world Mel Brooks movie, where he actually said it's good to be the king. You know it's... that's how that's how it started. But you can find me now on thegameday.com with my sports and betting advice. Uh, rotoballer.com for all my fantasy football rankings and seahawks.com with my weekly fantasy football advice from around the league. Mike, uh, tell the listeners about, about yourself. Well, you know, I'm very short and there's not a lot to tell about myself. I've been working in sports radio <laughs> for 25 years. Uh, started with at the fan up in Toronto, actually worked a little bit with ESPN radio a little bit before that. Uh, went to the fan in New York, produced for New York Giants football. A Sirius XM Major League Baseball Network worked under the great Buck Martinez uh, as well, and then worked uh, for uh, for Roto Experts with you for a while. And uh, now I'm uh, doing a podcast with you along with my duties at Iona University, where I am the graduate director for sports communication and media. Just did a great interview for the 45th anniversary of Bucky Dent and Mike Torres. You can catch that online. Just go to my website, mad-sports.com. You can check that interview. Also, follow me at Twitter, at Sports Radio Prof. So uh, there you go. That's the introductions. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody under 70 who's listening to this podcast knows who Bucky Dent and Mike Torres is. But, you know, you could Google that. Well, the legends in Boston, I'll tell you, that goes, if they know who Babe Ruth is and who Bucky Dent is and Mike Torres or Bucky uh, kind of, kind of a Kind of a difference, you know, between Mike Torres and Babe Ruth. But, you know, we uh, digress. We, we digress. Uh, well, let's things start things off uh, with, with your Seahawks. A tough loss last week. Uh, they couldn't get it done against the Bengals. A tough one for Geno Smith. I, I'm looking at this right. Set they're, they're they're giving seven and a half points to the cards. The over and unders forty four and a half. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, what we'll be doing every week here is Mike will uh, you know we'll 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 focus on certain games. Mike, uh, who's very experienced with NFL broadcasting, will talk about the game from some regular NFL and betting angles, and I'll weigh in on fantasy and betting as well because I do both over at thegameday.com. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks are giving seven and a half. I actually would take the Cardinals to cover because divisional games in the NFC West are always tight. Divisional games are always tight. But, you know, I, I, I like Seattle. A tough loss last week. Like you said, four shots at the end of the game from the 11 yard line. And they, they couldn't they couldn't get in get in with the winning touchdown so i think they want to jump out early you know i like i like some props here for you know the seahawks to score first and win on the money line on DraftKings. i would definitely go with that uh another prop i like is tyler lockett over 56 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings. and from fantasy perspectives on rotoballer.com i have gino as a top 10 quarterback this week, Mike, he's been lingering outside the top 20 in points per game, 
and total points fantasy-wise, but the Cardinals rank 28th in fantasy points per game allowed to opposing quarterbacks. We're going to have to watch Zach Charbonnet, the backup running back, to see if he's going to play. As we're recording this, he has not practiced with a hamstring injury. DK Metcalf is a must-start. On the other side, only use Keontae Ingram in fantasy if you're desperate. I don't like Marquise Brown this week. Not in my top 25 wide receivers in my player rankings on rotoballer.com because that Seahawks secondary, they're healthy now. And now that they've got everybody healthy, that's a terrific secondary with at the corners. You got Trey Brown, Devin Witherspoon, Reek Woolen, uh Julian Love, Jamal Adams is is actually available right now. And that's a very good-looking secondary. So uh, I'm fading most of the Cardinals this week. Uh, I don't know if I'm so confident in Geno Smith. Only five touchdowns and three interceptions so far on the season. When you look at all the elite quarterbacks, like Brock Purdy's got 10 touchdowns, double double the touchdowns of Geno Smith. Well, when you're looking at the matchup from a fantasy perspective, though, Arizona's not too good against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And this is a matchup to take advantage of. You know, Gino is capable of a good game in week two against Detroit. You know, he was one of the top fantasy quarterbacks of the week. Uh, I think Seattle wants to get their passing game on track, and this is a good matchup to do it. So also watch rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's finally passed that wrist injury. They're targeting him more often. And uh, this is a good matchup, like I said. You know, when you look at the fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers from a pure NFL perspective, Mike, you know, how are you feeling about this game spread wise? Uh, look at, listen, Seattle at home, the three and two, they lost a tough one. I, I think if they want to be real contenders in the, in the NFC West, they got to win this game. You, you take it on the Cardinals who are one and five. They're bleeding. They're, they're really playing for it, for the number one pick in the, in, in the, in the college draft here. To me, you got to go with Seattle, all things considered, the Seahawks at home give the seven and a half points. Here's one thing about what you said, though. It's like maybe the front office wants to tank, but I've watched the Cardinals. They've played hard. And you know this, Mike, because you've been around the NFL. If a front office wants to tank, the players and the coaches are always going to play hard for their jobs, their money, their future, et cetera. So it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy game, especially when it's an NFC West matchup. No, I I don't think the, the players want to tank, but they're getting to the point in the season where you're one in five and you lose one or two more games and that's it. Just mentally, emotionally, players start getting in their mind. I'm not getting hurt. I got to think about what's going to happen to me next year because you know in the NFL, it's not for long. It's not baseball where you can linger on a team and then just get injured and still get paid. It's not like that. So another loss or two, their season's really done and they'll tank mentally, even though they're not looking to tank just to get the number one pick because they don't care about that. The front office cares about that. Let's move along. Yeah, but to- one more, one more thing though, and you know me, I don't let things go though. No, of course you not. Know, th- those players are playing for jobs. They're playing for contracts. They're playing for money. You know, I spoke to a pro sports financial guy about this, and he he says, you know, the these guys can't afford to relax even if they have a losing record because. A, the game is too violent. If you check out mentally, you get a bigger chance of getting injured. Secondly, you're playing for your future. All right, we'll see how it pans out. Let's move along to the Philadelphia, where the Eagles host the Dolphins, a battle of Titans. The Eagles, a shocking loss to the Jets last week. That's right, the New York Jets. A real ugly game for Hurts. Uh, Eagles are given two and a half over and under 52. Dolphins, five and one. I mean, two, two is unbelievable. I, I mean, the, the expletives to describe two of this year. I never saw it coming. Expletives? He's, he's, 
He's been fantastic so far. 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, They're just putting points on the board. Uh, The lowest number of yards, he's 223 points, well ahead of other teams in the league, well ahead of. Just just think of the number of points they're putting up, the number of yards they're putting up, and and this guy's been sensational, and and they're they're just firing on all cylinders, but they got a real challenge against Philadelphia. Yeah, I didn't read. Well, you're a Jet fan, so they're probably making you angry. So that's why you use expletives to describe this Dolphins offense. But you should be happy. The Jets won their Super Bowl last week. You know, it's, <laughs> let me know when the parade is. I'll join you. But, uh, you know, this game, I'm definitely taking the over here because the Dolphins, in four of their games, their opponents have combined for over 60 points. And even without that Denver route that they had, the historic route, they're still averaging 30.6 points per game. So, you know, this this is also going to be a fantasy gold mine. You know, two is my number one ranked quarterback this week. Tyreek Hill with the most receiving yards of any player in NFL history over his first six games. And the only, only NFL player to have four 150-yard games in four of his first six games to begin a career. Uh, I talk about this on the gameday.com in my props article over 96 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 lay two units on it in DraftKings. go with it Raheem Mostert I know Philly's got a tough run defense start him I like Jalen Waddell he's a must start I wouldn't use Jeff Wilson if he plays in his first game back it's still a Mostert backfield. Uh, DeAndre Swift loves the primetime lights. He's got well over 300 scrimmage yards in two primetime games this week. Uh, high scoring game, AJ Brown, four consecutive games of 125 plus receiving yards. Uh, AJ Brown's dealing with a hamstring injury, but it is a good matchup. Dallas Goddard, uh, has, has got enough catches to where you can start him over his last few games, you know, it's going to be a lot of offense. It's going to be the most fun Sunday night game, Mike, because, you know, some of them have been duds, but, you know, even Dallas and San Francisco was, but this is going to be a point bonanza. And to a number one in the league at quarterback rating 114. And this is one of the reasons why he's so successful. And the Dolphins are so successful, obviously with the speed and everything, he's only been sacked six times. He's been staying upright. The quick passes, the speed of the team is just keeping this team alive. They've been lighting things up, and it's really been magic for Miami. Yeah, he's just got the quickest release. Like, Marino used to have a quick release, but, you know, Tua is... I never like lefties, though. Lefties usually don't have that quick release. It usually usually takes a little longer. Yeah, 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 Boomer was okay. Yeah, Steve Young, you know, it's... but. you know, about Tua, though, he's a system quarterback, but it's not an insult to say he is because he's the ideal quarterback in Mike McDaniel's system. This is the best offense in 10 years. This is the best offense since the 2013 Broncos. Uh, moving along here, the Chiefs host the Chargers. The Chargers, I, I mean, I mean, we, we could do this show, go back 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago when Marty Schottenheimer was coaching the team. The Chargers lose There's another a gleam, tough game. gentlemen. <laughs> the the Chargers lose lose another tough game. I mean, how many tough games is this team going to lose throughout the decades here with the Chargers? We're two and three. The Chiefs five and one, given five and a half points over and under forty eight. Yeah, it's uh, well, at least the Chargers have one dedicated fan, as we've been seeing all over the internet and on memes. But you know, I will defend that that lady. You know, people have posted that she's a fake because she's a Vikings fan. She's also a Vikings fan because she grew up in Minnesota and she roots for two teams. For people to say that she was a plant and everything, you know, it's just, uh, 
you know, I, it was totally inaccurate. It was a very dedicated fan getting some deserved face time. You know, the, the, I don't know that this game is going to hit the over, though, because the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense defense is even better than it's been in the last few years. People say, oh, the Chiefs don't look as good as they do. Well, they're not quite as explosive as they used to be. But, Mike, they still know how to win. And when you're two-time Super Bowl champs, everybody plays their best game against you. So the Chiefs are not going to look as dominant as they have, but they still know how to win. And that's the difference. Now, obviously, yeah, the, the, Chief, the Chiefs seem to play play down to their level, as you saw about to the Jets a couple of weeks ago. Then I'm done. But the Chiefs just I don't do think they play down anybody's they, level. I think they, they everybody do brings enough their to A win, game. Though I just think that yeah, they they just do enough to win. They get in the comfort zone, and then when a team gets a little bit close, they say, "Okay, we're going to turn it on now." I, I don't think they do that. I think they play. I think every team plays them tough, but in the end, they know how to pull it out. And, you know, obviously Mahomes, Kelsey, must starts in fantasy. Isaiah Pacheco, top 10 fantasy running back this week. Uh, Rasheed Rice is really coming on, uh, you know, just showing signs. They haven't had a reliable wide receiver, a fantasy wide receiver, since Tyreek Hill was traded. But Rasheed Rice, uh, you know, I like him as an anytime touchdown scorer on DraftKings this week. And also as a fantasy sleeper. You know, as I write about on the game day.com this week, uh, because the Chargers, I believe, allow the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Better week for Eckler. You don't bench Herbert. You don't bench Keenan Allen. Uh, Josh Palmer, maybe you stream him because six teams are on a bye and you need a streamer. Don't start Gerald Everett just because he caught a touchdown. Gerald Everett is not, he's a be- good real life player. He's not a fantasy producer. Uh, the Chargers, uh, two and two and three on the season. A lot of teams in the mix in the AFC. Do you consider this a must win for the Chargers? I do, but you know when people talk about NFL power rankings, they'll throw the Chargers in there, and they're like, why? You know they've never done anything in the playoffs. It's because they have a quarterback that a lot of people like, and I know I I don't I don't know if we're going to get to talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we talk about power rankings. Like I'm not too impressed by how Buffalo has, has looked the last two weeks, and maybe it's time we stop calling them a contender because they've never won anything in the playoffs. And you know, playing against the Giants like that, you know, after they lost to the Jaguars, I you know I don't I don't know if they're as good as Miami and Kansas City. No, definitely not. I, th- their play is lacked going back to last year. Uh, Josh Allen's been inconsistent, so I don't think their play's been up to par. But we'll get to them a little later. Great, great Let's, fantasy quarterback, though. You know, number two fantasy quarterback every week, one or two. Uh, you mentioned the Giants. Uh, they're taking on the Washington Commanders. Uh, Commanders giving two and a half over and under 39. Uh, Daniel Jones, if he plays, will he play? Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, if Jones plays, how how long will he play? I, you gotta love the under here. The Giants cannot score points, it, I, and they're down another another offensive lineman. This team's a mess. You talk about a, a complete teardown in New York with the Giants. I mean, they are heading in the wrong direction, and you're going on, you know, ten years, two seasons of good football here. They, they, things are bad in Big Blue Land. Yeah, they are. You know, it's just, but I guess what that's what the football, you know, uh, deities have prescribed for them because Joe Namath made a deal with the devil. And he said, look, he said, look, if you gave me this one, we never let the jets win again. And they agreed. 
So that's what happened with the Giants. They beat the Patriots. Oh, come and on. Now they're now. never going to win again. Come on. So, so the, they're jinxed for the rest of history. So <laughs> you, you, you're being a little rough here. Come on. There's, there's more. T- I think the Bears are more jinxed. And what, what are the Bears when they had the 85 Super Bowl? And that was yeah. it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and some teams are just, you know, the jinx period, like the Browns, but we won't get into that. But, uh, yeah, you what, look, what you, about you, what about Sam Howell? A lovey, Mr. Howell. Uh, <laughs> nine touchdowns. Nobody's six gonna get that Gilligan's Island rest of reference. <laughs> oh, yes, they will. There's a couple no, of people out there that'll get it. Don't kid me. Uh, I do like Sam Howell this week. He threw three touchdown passes against a number four Atlanta defense last week. He's got three 290-yard passing games over the last four weeks. The Giants ranked 25th in passing yards allowed to quarterbacks seven passing touchdowns allowed in that span i really like terry mclaurin this week curtis samuel is uh somebody to watch brian robinson you could really wreck the giants with the run so i like brian robinson as a fantasy starter and props over 61 and a half rushing yards on DraftKings. i believe it's minus 110 so i'm definitely laying at least a unit and a half on that one on the Giants' side, as we record this, we don't know who's starting a quarterback, but Terod Taylor has actually looked better than Daniel Jones throwing the ball downfield against a good Buffalo defense. You mean the Giants could have saved $40 million by just going with Terod Taylor? Really? Come on Yeah, they, they, they could have. <laughs> this is why you can't always assume that the backup quarterback stinks, though, So because yeah. he, he didn't. And uh, Wandale Robinson starting to come back from that, uh, you know, that – that knee injury they managed him well he's a good fantasy streamer this week caught all of his targets last week washington allows the most receiving yards and the most receiving touchdowns to opposing wide receivers i one thing i'm gonna rant about the giants here what they they still don't get their most talented wide receiver involved Rookie Jalen Hyatt drew scouting comparisons to Deshaun Jackson. They finally started getting him involved last week. He could be a deep sleeper for this week in a good matchup. Jalen Hyatt has so so much separation gear and explosiveness that I've been stashing him patiently on every fantasy team. Scott, they can't get him the ball with the quarterbacks laying on the ground. Come on. Terod Taylor was trying to get him the ball last week, and he almost did it a few times. Uh, as as get we... the ball in his hands, throw him a quick out, let him do something. You don't have time to throw. Get him on a jet sweep. Get the ball in that kid's hands. As we speak, that line has dropped from over and under thirty nine to thirty seven and a half. So the odds makers are looking at this as a real under here. Things not looking good uh, for this game. So I Washington... might take the over though. I might take the over because Washington, I think, can score enough points to drive it. Could this this over and under could drop close to thirty? What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Washington yeah. at three and three. The Giants one and five must win for the Giants. Although even if they win, I mean, what, what are they really playing for? Uh, let's move along. Uh, Rams, Steelers. Rams three and three. Steelers three and two. Rams given three points over and under forty three and a half. Uh, Stafford, uh, n- not big numbers so far this season. Third in the NFL in passing yards, though. You know, the touchdowns really aren't there. But, you know, he's just got Cooper Cup back. Puka Nakua has been a terrific rookie. Scott Tutu Atwell is a third. You know, nice three-receiver combo there. The real story is that running back, especially for fantasy players, with both of their top two guys injured, Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers. Uh, You know, six-round rookie Zach Evans 
might be the lead back, but fantasy players don't know what they'll get out of him. He's got some power. He's got some burst. I would think he gets the first crack to you know show if he can succeed or fail here. I have ranked just inside my top 20 running backs uh, because the Steelers, you can gash them against the run. Uh, even with a bye week, they're 25th in rushing yards allowed to opposing running backs. And uh, obviously, Cup is a must-start. Should be a bounce-back week and a good matchup for Puka Nakua. But what do you do with running back? You know, you roll, injuries and bye weeks may force you to go with Zach Evans. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Daryl Henderson, but my think and Miles Gaskin was also signed. Royce Freeman is there, may compliment Evans this week. But a lot of people talking up Daryl Henderson. But you know, my thing is. If Daryl Henderson was going to be a thing, you know, why was he on the street to begin with? Yeah, but, but they still, they, they cut Roy Freeman and signed him back before they went back to Daryl Henderson. So I don't see Daryl Henderson quickly leapfrogging these other two guys. You know, on the other side of the ball, we might get Deontay Johnson back this week for fantasy purposes. Uh, won't be an ideal start in the first game back. Uh, we'll cut into George Pickensons production i would not use Najee harris if i had to not in my top 30 running backs he has one game one game of over seven ppr fantasy points Najee harris has been terrible and kenny pickett here to me uh, just over a thousand yards in five games to, to, to me the steelers having pickett with the giants having daniel jones he's never going to be what you think he's going to be or, or hope he's going to be your thoughts well you know pickett is from that draft class where nobody was really regarded highly. Howell is the only one who's actually shown signs of becoming something. So, uh, you know, Pickett hasn't done anything to impress me yet. And, uh, you know, that, that offense is that, that, that's just not a good offense. So, you know, I'm, I'm still skeptical on Pickett. I'm not going to bury the guy yet, but he hasn't shown me anything to impress me. Let's go to a big matchup in Baltimore where the five and one Lions could come to town to take on the Ravens at four and two. Uh, the Ravens are giving three points to Detroit over and under 43. Yeah, I, I might take the, the over under is tough. I might want to stay away from this one. And, you know, people talk about the Ravens. You even mentioned it at one point about maybe it's a Super Bowl preview, not from the Ravens side. It's like every year we hear about how the Ravens are a contender, but they've never made a deep playoff run with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. You know, the last time they made a conference championship, Joe Flacco was quarterback. Joe Flacco, hey, Flacco throw me a, throw a, me a freaking bone here. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Lions five and one, but this would be a tough matchup for Jared Goff and fantasy players. I don't have Jared Goff in my top 10 this week. He's better at home. Uh, 10 touchdown passes in his last 11 road games. And Baltimore has allowed an NFL low four touchdown passes to opposing quarterbacks. So not, not a great offensive matchup here. I mean, you don't bench Amandra St. Brown. You don't bench Sam Laporta. Jameer Gibbs, if he's back, you got to use him. On the on the other side, Lamar Jackson, you always start him for the rushing production. This is going to be a must-watch game. You know, two contending teams. It's, it's going to be good television, good football television. Uh, Zay Flowers, decent start. Mark Andrews, you always got to start him. Fade, fade the Baltimore running backs. You know, all you can do there is hope that Justice Hill gets in the end zone. I don't think there's going to be a great fantasy game. And, you know, I'm not looking at it for props and bettings, but from a pure NFL fan perspective, it's something I want to see. 
Uh, to me, it's a statement game for Detroit. Uh, are, are we here? Have we arrived here? This is a time uh, to Detroit to made their statement in week one. They beat Kansas I, you don't City make a, on You the don't road. make a statement in week one. You know, they beat the Kansas first, City on the road. It doesn't matter, but nobody takes to make a statement in week one. Now we're in, in going into week number seven. So All right, that was a statement time. that you got to take us seriously. You know, this may be a different statement, maybe to reiterate it. But when you beat Kansas City in Arrowhead, you know, that's a statement. All right. Someone that needs to make a statement is Bill Belichick. Uh, getting nine points. I don't, I don't, as have, the Pats, I don't have any. I'm not talking. As the Pats are hosting the Bills here. I, I mean, what a disaster. Mac Jones is what a nightmare in, in New England and in, in Buffalo. This should be an easy walk for them to take this game. This is like, this is the worst team in New England in 30 years. Like, we talked about you know, the fantasy deities and making deals. It's like, okay, you know, give us six Super Bowls. And yeah, where's, little, where's Steve we'll Grogan when you need him? You know? Yeah, like it's Steve Grogan you know, out there. De- de- these are the worst days since like a Pat Patriot. You know, mm-hmm. it's when, when they were wearing red and playing in Foxborough. This is like the worst team since. But I will say one thing, though. People are killing Belichick saying that it was all Brady. You know, when you have when you have combinations like that of coach and quarterback, they can be great together, but apart, they're never going to be quite as great. You know, Brady didn't win a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay because he had another good coach there, but I don't think you still take away anything for what Belichick accomplished when he had Brady. So, you know, but that that's a, that's some people are killing Belichick. But, you know, this game, one prop I like, you know, they wrote about it in the gameday.com is for Buffalo to win both halves. A Buffalo's coming off of two bad performances. You know, they I mean, they, they four- should have lost to the Giants. They should have lost to the Giants. And and nobody loses to the Giants. Yeah. Well, if the Giants didn't blow the calls on the one yard line, they would have lost to the Giants. So, you know, they, they played very badly. They need to get back on track. The Patriots are worse than the Giants. And I like I, that. I, I look at Buffalo. I just think Buffalo. Like you're talking about the 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 Ravens that they just are, they're they're there, but they're not there. And I think Buffalo's in in that mix where they're just not in the, they're just not in the elite teams in, in the AFC. No, because we've been talking about what for three four years now that they've been elite, and they've done nothing to confirm that. So, but they need they need to get back on track here, and I think it's a good game for them. My my prop bet was for Buffalo to win both halves. And I believe I can't remember what the odds were on that. You know, I'll have to check that. But I like that bet because Buffalo averages over 14 and a half, 14 points per game in each half, whereas uh, New England allows that has the lowest average point total of each half in the AFC. So, and uh, Gabe Davis has caught a touchdown pass in three of his last four games against the Patriots. So that's something else that that you have to keep in mind too fantasy wise you know you 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 love allen you love Diggs, uh and running back fantasy players are getting very upset because latavius murray was was out snapping james cook last week but i think uh you still go with cook it's a pretty good matchup maybe latavius murray gets in the end zone if you're desperate on the other side, I don't want anybody New England fantasy wise. Very rarely do you say a team has no useful fantasy players for the Patriots. It it does, but you know what? I don't want to hear any complaints from Patriot fans. You've seen six Super Bowl wins. 
deal with it. Exactly. We'll do one more and, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, end our podcast. Number one here, uh, Cleveland, the Colts, Cleveland, given three points over and under 40 and a half. Now Cleveland's one of those teams that kind of fits in that, in that, uh, that Baltimore Buffalo mode there, that th- they're kind of that second tier team, I think in the AFC. I could see that. Who thought that we would say this before the beginning of the season, Mike Cleveland has the best defense in the NFL. You know, people will say San Francisco, but I think Cleveland has a better secondary. They they have the number one pass defense in the NFL. Well, they're certainly showing it on the field. If if, if Watson could could stay healthy, I mean, this this team could be a surprise here. I could see them winning a, a, a game or two come the postseason if Watson's healthy. Yeah, but you know they're the Browns. Unfortunately, no, the they Browns. probably won't wah, go too wah, deep. Wah, wah. Yeah. But uh, you know, fantasy wise, we don't know if Watson's playing or not when we record this. Uh, you know, check out the player updates on rotoballer.com to keep up with it. Get their mobile app, gives you free free updates and uh, alerts. Uh Jerome Ford has been very serviceable. You know, this this is this is a good good matchup for him, I think. And uh you can roll him out confidently as a fantasy running back too. Amari uh, Cooper's been consistently putting up Good numbers is a terrific matchup for him. David Njoku's better in real life. He's not really a fantasy tight end. Elijah Moore really hasn't shown us anything much to the delight of Jet fans uh, who love to see former players fail. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Well, we're just so used to failing. I mean, you know about yeah, that, you yeah. know, being a Mets fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shot taken by the Yankee Jet fan. Okay, I get you. <laughs> I have nothing to talk about even with the Yankees. I can't rely on the Yankees anymore. Yeah, but you can always go back to your history, I guess. But uh, on the other side with the Colts, not a good matchup for Michael Pittman. Had his best game of the year, but he hasn't gone over eight seventy. He hasn't hit 80 yards or caught a touchdown pass since week one. If you have to use one of the two running backs fantasy-wise, I would go with Jonathan Taylor. His snaps should continue to increase over Zach Moss, who's been very good. Uh, Cleveland defense is a good play. And, you know, if you're you're struggling for a fantasy defense, the Colts might be a decent play. Okay, Scott, we're in our final seconds here of the show here. Uh, some, some final thoughts on your part. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough week with six NFL teams on a bye. So you just got to go with some players that give you volume. Uh, you know, maybe take a hit, take a deep hit on a guy like Jackson Smith, the Jigba, or Jalen Hyatt, you know, if you have a gut feeling about them like I do. And, you know, pop them in your lineup because you, you have to dig deep this week and start next week. We'll take some of your fantasy questions and answers on the podcast because, Mike, I love answering user questions and I want to make the show interactive. Uh, you got to go with your gut. And if you have a considerate gut, you go with it. I right? do. I do. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'll